Welcome back to the Fueled and Well podcast. Today, we are going to dig into your relationship with exercise. We'll cover why a positive relationship with exercise is so important, some questions you can reflect on to assess where you're currently at, and the first three steps I'd encourage you to take if you think your relationship to exercise could use some work. Let's get started. I first want to set the scene and just talk a little bit about the benefits of exercise, which you may already know, and why having a good relationship with exercise is so important in terms of reaping those benefits. Obviously, a lot of us know that exercise has plenty of different benefits, such as helping with our mental health, improving sleep quality, managing blood sugar, strengthening our bones and muscles, a decrease in cardiovascular risks, better energy. It can also provide us with extra opportunities to be social, with feelings of belonging, and even feelings of accomplishment. So those are all fantastic. And then obviously when we have a less great relationship with exercise, we may think a lot more about the potential for burning calories or losing weight instead of all those other benefits. And a lot of times when we're focused on some of those more numbers-based, objective, what can I lose or get rid of from exercising, we see that people tend to have a lot more anxiety, stress, guilt, negative mental health outcomes when they think about exercise instead of thinking about all those positives. And so the reason that creating a positive relationship with exercise is so important, especially in the long run, is because you are going to have so much more capacity to build consistent habits that you can sustain when you relate to exercise positively versus when you think about it as an obligation or something you have to do, which normally means we end up dreading it, forcing it, and then quote unquote, you know, falling off the wagon after a few weeks and having to start all over again. And before we dive into some of the tangible parts of this episode, I want to provide you with a little overview of how my own relationship with exercise has changed, if only to show you that you are not alone if you're feeling pretty rough about this stuff right now, and to illustrate how much better it can get. So a lot of us when we're younger, right, we are playing as a form of physical activity. Maybe we're doing sports that we enjoy as the way that we get exercise, basically, but we're not probably thinking about it a lot until somebody comments on our body or we hear an adult in our lives talking about going to the gym to lose weight, like we initially don't have those connections. And then some set of experiences happen where now we do. And now we might think about exercise more as something we are supposed to do or a way to manipulate our body or our weight, but it doesn't start out that way. And so for me, I don't think I started making those associations probably until I was a little bit more competitive and focused in gymnastics. And then I was going through puberty and so my body changed. And I remember, you know, hearing adults around me starting to talk about those kinds of things, calorie burn and cardio and whatever. But before then, I really didn't think about it much. And by the time I was end of high school, early college, I was thinking about not a lot else. And the way I tended to approach exercise was doing lots and lots of cardio because that's what was popular at the time. And then as I got out of college, 
the you know beauty standard was kind of shifting and there was more focus on being muscular and looking strong, not just thin, which I'm putting all in air quotes because you can't look strong necessarily, right? You can't tell if someone's strong by looking at them always. But that kind of focus became popular and I glommed onto that. And I remember I was so busy in those years post-college because I went back to school to become a dietitian. I was in school full-time. I was also working probably 25 to 30 hours a week and commuting 30 minutes to either of those. And yet I was so obsessed with and feeling obligated to spend multiple hours a day in the gym. And if you know me in person at all, this will probably show you how how obsessive I had gotten. I am not a night person. I am in bed by 9 p.m. most nights because I like that. And even when I was younger, it maybe wasn't that extreme, but I'm just, I've never been a nighttime person. That is not when I have the most energy. That is not when I want to get out of the house. I want to be home chilling. And I would be going to the gym at 10, 11 o'clock midnight just to get in the full two hours that I thought I was supposed to do because of the things I saw people doing. And I almost every day dreaded doing that. And then sometime between that period in grad school, I don't remember exactly when, I took my first indoor cycling class. And I remember unclipping after that 45 minutes and realizing I had not thought about calories once. Usually when I was in the gym, I'd be checking my watch to look at my heart rate and the estimated amount of calories burned so frequently. I didn't think about it once in that 45-minute class and a light bulb went off. I was like, wow, I can do something good for my body and not have all this anxiety and guilt and stress during it. Like, I'm in, right? And so even to this day, I still do a lot of indoor cycling. I teach it as well. I just think it's such a fun environment. But I have diversified at this point and now can do strength training alone or go to a HIIT style class. And it does not bring up those obsessive thoughts anymore, but it used to. It used to really, really easily. And what changed for me was, one, having an experience where I saw how freeing it could be to not obsess over the numbers or over my body during exercise how much more I enjoyed it. And instantly after that class, I was like, how do I cultivate more of this? How do I feel like this when I exercise instead of how I typically feel? And I'm not going to lie, it takes time and it takes some work. It's not just going to happen, right? But it is a more obtainable outcome for yourself than you might think. And I say that as somebody who had a really low point with exercise. It is absolutely attainable for you. So the way I'm going to walk you through some of this is I want to give you questions to consider first when evaluating your relationship to exercise, then some questions to reflect on in terms of how you might be able to improve it, right? Some things to explore there. And then I'll leave you with three of the first things I would encourage you start doing if you feel like your relationship to exercise needs some work. So for this part of the episode where we cover questions, if you are like, yes, I need this guidance, I would encourage you to pause as needed to jot some of these down or maybe slow down how quickly you're listening to the audio so that you can get them jotted down. 
And you don't have to answer all of these questions, but I would encourage you to listen to or look at the list and then pick a few that really feel like they resonate, okay? Question one, is your identity heavily connected to fitness or your fitness level? And if you answer yes, try to elaborate a little bit. What does that actually sound like or look like for you? Two, does your motivation to exercise come from a fear of body change? And if so, do you remember when that started? Can you identify it? Can you elaborate on it? Three, do you regularly refer to exercise as therapy? Or when big negative emotions come up, feel like you have to work out to feel better? Now, I want to give a caveat. It is absolutely okay if exercise is one of the ways you support your mental health. However, if you're relying on exercise that heavily for this, there's likely some negative undercurrents there, right? Some things that are almost like a codependent thought process with exercise. Four, when you think about the workout you have scheduled that day or you set your alarm for the early workout the next morning, do you feel a sense of excitement or obligation? Question five, if you have to miss a scheduled workout, does that create any anxiety, guilt, shame, or other negative emotions? And can you identify why? Six, if you forget to start or wear your fitness watch before a workout, how does that make you feel? And lastly, do you often equate exercise with compensating for food or do you exercise differently when you eat something you feel guilty about? If you answered yes to most of these questions or answering these questions brings up a lot of big, hard emotions for you, it's highly likely that you could benefit from reevaluating your relationship to exercise. And remember, this is just me giving advice based on what I tend to see in practice with clients. You are the only one that really knows you and what you have going on. But answering yes to a lot of these does kind of indicate that your relationship to exercise isn't probably neutral or positive. So now some questions to consider when exploring how you can start to improve your relationship to exercise. This first one is by far my favorite and the one I personally find the most impactful. If exercise had no chance of changing how your body looked, what would you choose to do? What kind of workouts would you choose to do? Would you forego it altogether? What would it even look like if you knew no matter how or how much you exercised, your body was never going to change? And I think that one's really powerful because if we are currently feeling obligated because we're afraid of our body changing or because we want to change our body, we are going to kind of stay stuck in that hamster wheel of guilt, obligation. Eventually, I give up on it. I feel bad. I have to start over, right? And so getting to know what would I even want it to look like if the way my body looks could not be affected can be really, really interesting and probably isn't something most of us have thought about before. Next, if the only thing exercise could do was impact my long-term health, how would that change those, those questions I asked you previously, right? What would you choose to do? What kinds of exercise would you do at all? That can help you understand how much you connect the actual health values and exercise to, which maybe you do, but they are overshadowed by the calorie burn or body manipulation stuff right now. So we can start to kind of tease that out. Next, what kinds of exercise make my body feel really good? And which ones don't? We all have some that we're like, this doesn't sit well with me, right? Get really honest with yourself on those and maybe start to eliminate the ones or lessen the ones that don't make your body feel so good. 
next? What kinds of workouts do I look forward to the most? And which ones do I snooze my alarm on five times? Last two, do I feel more energized by group environments or using exercise as alone time? Both are okay, but sometimes we get into a rut where we feel like there's only one right way to exercise and then we aren't looking at our other options. And finally, do I notice changes in my mood or energy when I work out? And does that happen more with certain types of exercise? So all of these questions are meant to help you start essentially digging into and visualizing how exercise could benefit you in all these different ways and the ways that it could look really great, really positive, really enjoyable, right? So again, just like the last set of questions, you don't have to do them all, but I would highly recommend spending some time on the few that feel the most important to you. And then let's finish this out with three things that you can start doing today, this week. If you're like, man, I do not like how I feel when I think about exercise. I know I want a change, but I have no idea where to start because there's a lot of places you can start, right? What I find is starting with a mix of reflection and actual really simple behavior changes that you can quickly do is likely to get the momentum going and help you start to see some positive change pretty quickly. And then it starts to get easier to figure out, okay, now what do I want to tackle next, right? So here are the three things I would encourage starting with. One, spend a little bit of time in the next week digging into your why behind exercise. And the two questions that help me the most with this in particular are that first one I posed in the last section, if exercise couldn't change my body, what would I choose to do? And what types of exercise make my body or my mental health feel the best? And just to give you a little idea, a couple of my big whys, I would say right now, and they can change, right? But they are so much deeper now that I've reflected and improved my relationship. They're so much deeper than because exercise burns calories or because I want to try to have abs for the summer. So right now, a couple of my big whys are I want to continue to feel as strong and capable as I can as I get older. That's really important to me. Two, I love the social and community aspect I get out of group fitness. And three, I notice a change in my energy and mental clarity regular exercise. Those are all a big deal to me. And they go so far beyond I would like to burn calories or have abs. And so it makes it incredibly motivating and easy to keep doing what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? There's no such thing, but it does make sustainability and consistency a lot easier. And then the last two tips here, stop wearing your watch or fitness tracker during workouts. I would recommend for at least a week or two, but ideally kind of going as long as you can and notice what it brings up for you, right? What kinds of emotions, what kinds of thoughts, do you feel differently when you work out without it once you get used to it? Stuff like that. And then lastly, identify one new or uncommon to you type of exercise you think that you would like and go try it. It does not need to be high intensity, trendy, complicated. It could be something that maybe you previously didn't even consider as exercise, but is just some kind of movement that you'd like. Pick it. Do it once. Add it into your weekly routine once and see how mixing it up feels. I remember when I was first noticing that association with indoor cycling being like a big break from the calorie focus and the obsession I normally had during exercise. 
I started building in more group workouts and more things that were musically driven because I noticed that put me in a really different space. So just thinking about one new thing that you could try to incorporate and see if it feels like a breath of fresh air. That is all I have for you today. If you are currently struggling with your relationship with exercise, I know that it can feel daunting. However, one step at a time and the fact that you're even listening to this is a fantastic indicator that you want to and have the capacity to change this. Thanks so much for listening today. If you are listening to this episode the day it airs, I would love it if you would go check out our Instagram stories and share your why around exercise with us in the question box. As always, if you are wanting individualized support to transform your relationship with exercise or food, our team of dietitians would love to help you. We are currently accepting one-on-one client applications at the link in the show notes and you'll receive $50 off your coaching package when you tell us you found us through the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week.